Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up, my G. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How the heck are you? This is your boy, Kim Hoang, the Asian sensation, rocking out another episode that is the Kim Hoang podcast experience. Um, I'm over here in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Um, It is in the Asian sensation studios. We are here in the booth. We're cooking up another episode. Um, I just fired up the machines and everything and and we're recording. We're doing it, and we're having fun. Um, of course, uh, Hector, our uh, helper and, and good friend, is actually not here today, and rightfully so. Um, you know, it is the 19th of January as we are recording this. And um, yeah, it actually snowed again, believe it or not. And, um, you know, when I called Hector and I talked to him and I said, don't come over... He actually gave me a great idea and he said, you know what, you should really do a snowed in episode. And especially since, you know, two days this week, it actually has snowed. I I think that we need to do something of this kind of a theme. And, you know, we were really talking. It was a good idea. And when I asked him about what he was thinking, he proposed that I did this episode and that Anything that I want to talk about, I'll just go ahead and I'll talk about. You know, it's going to be a format where I just lay it all on the line, talk about what I want. Um, There would be, um, you know, no limitations to what I want to do. There would be no commercial breaks. So basically, whatever it is that I wanted. And I thought about it and I thought, you know what? That is an ingenious idea. I, I really think so. And to to be snowed in right here in our nation's capital, um, I would say, yeah, I don't see why not. I, I think that's a, a great opportunity and just a, a good chance to just do something. So here we are. You know, I'm going to go and do my very best to do basically a no holds barred episode. And this is one that I haven't done in a while, but at the same time, it fits the theme because, you know, you know, a lot of snow did come through. So we were snowed in, you know, for lack of a better term. Well, not really because, I mean, you know, I can explain all that. But I just really wanted to make a really cool episode. And I think that the, a snowed in episode would be a very nice episode to try to record and do. I'm not sure how long this is going to be. I didn't really have a length in mind about... A certain amount of time that this episode needed to be. Um, I didn't really think of much of a, a strategy or a plan. I didn't even, heck, I didn't even have an idea of, you know, what subject matter I just wanted to talk about. So pretty much, I mean, this is all in the air, folks. You know, this is basically as we're speaking right now at this very moment, it's pretty much, you know, whatever I want. It's, you know, creativity at, at its finest. It's a freestyle and I'm okay with it. Um, 
you know, I just hope that uh, with this episode, like all the other episodes, that you, the audience, will appreciate, you will love it, and you will just say at the end of the day that, you know what, that was a good episode, and Kim definitely did his best, and he tried, and he swung for the fences, and, you know, luckily he was able to knock some out of the park, you know, and, and that's good, because <clears throat> when I record, and I do my thing, and I do whatever the episode is of on the Kim Hwang podcast experience. I always try to do my very best because you guys really deserve it. You guys deserve the 100% of me, you know, or at least very close to the 100% of me. You know, it's, you know, when I try to do something, I, I always have to put my very best efforts into it and I can't give anything less because if I give anything less than 100%, I feel like I'm really, um, I'm really cheating everybody. You know, I'm really not giving you the best and you guys deserve the best. And if I don't give you my best, um, you know, then I truly, in my opinion, I failed, you know, um, I know that's a little bit harsh and it's very dramatic for me to say, but it can't be further from the truth because as artists, you know, people of creativity, well, we're pretty much harsh on ourselves. So, yeah, you know, that's just that's just a little bit of a secret of the pros, I guess, or just like that's an unsaid rule. But it is what it is. Um, you know, today uh, I was very fortunate and I was very lucky because today um, it is the 19th of January on a Friday evening. And earlier this morning, you know, I was a little bit concerned because I do have a day job. You know, I do have a day job that takes it from Monday through Friday. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, in some cases, it could potentially be a, um, a nine to five job. But, you know, it pretty much varies day by day and a case by case basis. So anyways, yesterday, I, I knew that the snow in Washington, D.C. was going to happen. You know, it already did prior, you know, this week, and I will jump into that. But as we speak of today on the 19th of uh, January on a Friday, um, it was expected and it was going to come down and it was going to come down pretty harshly, in my opinion. So four o'clock in the morning came and the snow came down. It, it was really, you know, dropping like raining cats and dogs, if you will. I mean, it was... It was at it like like gangbusters, and and I I just knew you know okay well this snow is going to build and pile up it's going to accumulate um, there's going to be a lot that's going on so it's not going to be a thing where it's going to snow and it's going to instantly die down as soon as it touches the surface it's going to stick and it's going to collect and it's going to pile up and Lord knows what in the world's going to happen. So, you know, I get like a couple of um, emails from work, you know, talking about the situation and uh, it kind of went on and on and on. Now, you have to understand where I work at, they're very, very detailed and meticulous and they really want to explore a lot of the options. You know, if there's a way that we can just work the day and not really worry about anything else, you know, like... If we can push the day to start at like 10, 30 or 11, 
Let's do it. As long as we get the day accomplished and everything. Um, but it just kept on piling on the snow. And there was like a lot of reports about, you know, certain road accidents and accidents that were happening on the interstate. Um, you know, and it's just, just crazy, you know, even on the local roads, a lot of accidents, you know, people just driving like normal and they lost control driving on that snow and that black ice and it just made them swerve and swerve and hit a comp, you know, like a, maybe like a bunch of cars or like a tree or something. And, um, you know, as soon as they heard that and they heard more reports about that and even us that actually work for that company tell them exactly what was going on, uh, the decision was made that, uh, you know, uh, work got canceled for today. And I was really glad and fortunate because on one side of it, I felt like if I did have to go ahead and drive it, fine. You know, um, I'll just have to be very, very careful driving my work vehicle and making sure that I do it in a safe manner without, um, you know, any distractions or without doing something that I'm not supposed to do on the roads uh, of that condition, meaning, you know, just to drive you know, normally with heavy amounts of concentration and not to make any sudden mistakes. Um, on the other side of the coin, I was hoping that we would uh, get the day off because, you know, you eliminate so much unwanted stress and anxiety and the pressure of actually driving in the snow. You know, not to say that it can't be done, but if you avoid that altogether, you, you give the person... Um, that's actually doing the job out there on the road, a little bit of a, uh, you know, less stress that you deal with. And to me, that was cool. You know, when they said that you weren't going to work today, um, I was happy and I was deeply relieved, you know, and I just decided at that point, okay, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and rest up, do my thing. And that's okay. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and do what I normally do on a day off and, um, you know, uh, obviously on Monday we'll, we'll pick it back up and we'll figure it out. So I was really okay with that. I was happy with it. It was good. And I was really, really happy, you know, and the same thing similarly happened on Monday, you know, because, uh, you know, it was snowing again. Um, it probably wasn't as bad as it was today, but I did write an email, a mass email to all my coworkers telling me or I'm telling them from me that, hey, you know, things are going to be a little bit different today because of the snow. And by that, I may be showing up a little bit late to each of your locations. Now, if and when that does happen, please don't be angry. I'm just trying to be safe. You know, so just know that I'm on the way and I'm in the route. It's just going to be a little bit difficult because I'm dealing with this situation and the weather situation. And then when the president of the company actually heard about that, you know, he actually got in contact with me and he said, you know what, because you're saying all these things and you have these uh, concerns, we're just going to not have you work today. We're going to cease operations and uh, and you'll be fine. Which again, I definitely appreciate it. That's less stress on my plate. When you when you help a person not have as much stress on their plates, no matter what it is that they're doing or how they do it, 
you can't help but to feel uh, very blessed and very fortunate. You know what I mean? So I'm really happy that it did work out. You know, uh, I didn't have to worry about driving in that in that snow. I didn't have to worry about possibly um, getting into an accident. Um, I didn't have to worry about what had to happen on that day. You know, I just kept it simple and I kept it moving. You know, um, had I had no choice and I was just told you have to do that, um, would I be happy about it? Um, not really. I mean, I definitely would not be happy about it. I, I definitely would just, I definitely would be a little bit surprised and, you know, asking a lot of questions. But at the end of the day, I mean, I know if that was to happen, I would have to do what I would have to do. You know, bottom line. Um, I did not want to really be in a position where if I said that I wouldn't do something that I'm supposed to do, then I'm afraid that I would get terminated from my job. But yeah, you know, um, that did not happen. Uh, I felt pretty lucky. And it was a good it was a good move and a good decision, I think, by all parties involved. You know, um, there was no accidents. Um, so therefore that we are in the clear. So that's good. You know, I don't have to be that one that got into an accident, um, whether if I caused it or not, because I wasn't working. And I'm so grateful, so grateful, you know, to be here in the homestead rather than out there. But let me tell you something. Um, I am not a fan of snow. I'm definitely not. I mean, I like snow way, way back in the day. You know, when, when I was a kid growing up, you know, that snow was really useful. I mean, it definitely, as a kid, you, didn't, you don't have responsibilities as you do as an adult. That's just facts. But, you know, for me, it was great because when it was snowing like it was today, um, nine times out of ten, that got you out of school. You know, because different counties in the state, depending on where you live, will make the assessment about whether or not if it's safe or not. And, yeah, you know, um, let me just say this as an example. Um, today, uh, a lot of counties in the state of Maryland actually said, no school, you know, didn't matter if you were living in Baltimore County and Arundel County, Howard County, Montgomery County, uh, Cecil County, you know what I mean? Whatever county it was, chances are you got out of school. And like, you know, um, the government uh, offices were closed today, you know, so that was really cool. And I look back at it like, you know, when I was a kid and when that snow hit and it got me out of school... That was like the best times, man. Like I didn't have to worry about going to school. I, I, I just could have goofed off. I could have been out there uh, playing in the snow with my friends and getting into snowball fights and making snowmen. Um, you know, or I could have been at home watching TV. I could have been doing a lot of stuff. And snow then was very, very useful. It was amazing. And I loved it. And it just... You know, it brings me back to a time thinking about like, wow, I didn't have to do anything back then because, you know, if I was called out of school for snow, hey, you just stay at home and do whatever you needed to do. And it, it was lovely. But, you know, looking at the snow now as an adult, I'm not really digging it because I feel like 
it's more of a liability, you know what I mean? It's just something that really gets you in like some potential of trouble, you know. Again, going back to the words of, you know, you're driving in the snow and you're afraid that you might get into an accident. It's not a real good thing and it's a bad luck. And especially if you get into one, whether if you um, were at fault or if you were not at fault, doesn't matter. The fact that you were in one is not cool, you know, and it definitely ruins a, a person's day. Really does. I mean, the fact that I, I, I think about it even still, I'm like, what in the blue hell, you know? Um, I've known a lot of people personally that would actually drive in the snow and they would actually be like, you know, in control, just driving like regular, nothing, you know, nothing too strange, right? And then all of a sudden, skirt, you know, they, they get into an accident. They, they just made one move that unfortunately they lost control and they would hit another car or they would hit like, you know, a, cro- a concrete wall or a tree or something. And I'm just like, holy crap. And, and I've seen these pictures of these accidents. I'm like, good God almighty, man. What the hell, the hell are you thinking? You know, but um, you know, I, I, to a degree, I'll say this, the, the snow is very lovely and it's great to look at, you know, and it's visually stunning for sure. It definitely makes me, you know, appreciate it for what it's worth. But I stand by my story, guys. I am not, I'm not a fan of snow. You know, let's be real about it. I am an Asian American. I am, my family's from Vietnam, you know, in Vietnam, Snow doesn't even exist. It is like literally out of the question. You know what I mean? So the fact that, you know, I grew up in the United States, I was born here. And then to have snow as a part of my everyday culture, you would think that I would be used to it by now, but definitely not. You know, I am not a snow person. You know, I mean, that might be fine for people like, you know, in Europe or people that live in Russia or just a place where it's so cold normally that it's just embedded in their culture. You know, like they they don't really care about it because they're so used to it. Well, I've been living with snow for all of my life in the state of Maryland. And to this day. Um, even though that you would think that I'm, you know, very used to it because it's like a normalcy for me. No, absolutely not. Don't want it. Don't like it. I mean, honestly, right now, um, the weather is atrocious. Like it really is. If I am looking at the weather forecast right now, as we speak, I mean, the weather right now is... Uh, at a 20, 20 something right now. I think it's like 28 degrees. 28 degrees right now. If we are talking about 28 degrees in Fahrenheit and we're converting it into Celsius, it's a negative two right now. A negative two. Negative two degrees Celsius. Um, I am not a fan of cold weather, man. You know, put me in the sun, let it be hot. You know, I would love to have that 80 degree temperature or around like that 23, 24, 
degree Celsius, maybe even 30 degrees Celsius weather. Let me have that. I want that. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a warm blooded creature. You know, I am a mammal. I am a human. We love warmth and we stick with that. There's no way in the world that I love the cold and I love the snow willingly. I got to have a purpose for that. Man was not built for that. Woman was not built for that. We were built for the warmth. Now, if you like the said cold and if you like the said snow and everything and you like it willingly and, you know, nobody forced it upon you that, you know, that was your free reign of thought that, hey, I love the snow and cold. Bless you. You know, that's great. Um, I'm not sure how or why. Um, I know that's very different. But, um, yeah, I, I would never. No, mm -mm. not for me. Not for me. Not, you know, again, my Asian people were not liking that, you know. At least from where I'm from, from the Asian uh, continent, um, my family's from again from Vietnam. Uh, we are warm-blooded people. We love, we love hotness. You know, we love the warmth. Bring the sun. Hell, right now, if you told me it was going to be hot and it was going to be humid, I'd rather take that than dealing with the coldness because I, I, it's just. The coldness is not for me, man. Look, the coldness is good for a couple of things. You know, if it was a hot summer day, I need the coldness, fine. Or if I need to do some proper body recovery and I needed an ice bath and it was so cold, yes, I'm okay with that. I will do that uh, for the medical purpose, knowing that it's only, um, it's only temporary. You know, it's not a permanent thing. But man... This coldness, um, you can just go ahead and and kiss my rear end because I'm not doing it. Not a not a one. There's no way. You know, again, good job for those that love it. You know, more power to you. That just means that you have more willpower than me. I'm really looking forward to 2024 this year for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, I definitely decided to step up a little bit in terms of my podcasting. You know, um, the first season was a very good season, but I never really had anything to compare it to. But somehow I was able to do like 40 some episodes. Um, I think the official count is like 42 or 43. I'm not 100% sure, but it definitely, it definitely was a good time. You know, I definitely was productive. I definitely was making stuff and just cranking it out like nobody's business. And it was great because, you know, maybe it was because I was very motivated and I wanted to do something. When the second season came, you know, it was more than a year. It was like probably like a year and a half worth of uh, time uh, length and so forth. And I didn't make as much as episodes as I did for the first season. Now, I'm not trying to use this as an excuse, but... It's a known fact that, you know, on the second season, I definitely was struggling a little bit. Um, I definitely had some pressure and anxiety. But I also at the same time, you know, I just had like a crater's block, you know. And I've said this before on a, on a previous episode that, um, 
you know, when you have a creator's block, there's nothing really much that you can do. You know, you're it, like an example for me, specifically speaking, I was in the studio, I was in the booth, I had a little bit of a game plan, it was ready to be executed. Um, you know, I got into the uh, microphone booth and I hit play and everything was a good to go. And all of a sudden, you know, I just froze, you know, I just froze like, uh, like a, like a deer in headlights. I froze. Like I just saw something, uh, that was just so shocking that it was like disbelief, you know? And in this case, you know, in the second season, you know, I, I completely folded, you know, I, I, I folded like a cheap tent and it was unfortunate, you know, normally, at least from the first season, I would think of something and I would just come up with something right off the bat and I would just attack it like gangbusters and run with it like it was no tomorrow. And it usually, it usually worked very well to my advantage because then all of a sudden I had an episode in in my pocket and I said to myself, okay, this is exactly what I want to do and how I want to do it. And to make that into a full-fledged episode and get it into the um, archive collection, I was so happy, you know, because when you're doing stuff like that, you are being productive and you're really making um, a name for yourself and the more episodes that you get out there, the more that people will know who you are, what you're doing, and how you do it. You know, when you're a person that unfortunately loses steam and you don't, you're not as productive um, in this season as you were the subsequent season, there's going to be a lot of questions and there's going to be a lot of concern. There's going to be a lot of people that will talk about it. And at that point, you have to really think to yourself, what do I have to do? How can I explain this? Um, you know, how can I make people understand about the situations that are happening with me? Because let me tell you something. The creator's block is real. If you're a creator and you have a creator's block, that is definitely real. You know, it, it, there's no um, ifs, ands, or buts or two ways about it. It does exist. And when that does happen, then the anxiety kicks in and that does exist. And, you know, when it comes to mental health and stuff like that, um, with anxiety and feeling the pressure and everything, um, it is as real as it gets, folks. I mean, it is as real as, you know, just um, understanding that water is the most healthiest substance in the world, in the planet. It's good for you. Um, you drink it out of necessity and it cleans and flushes out any toxins that you might have in your body, you know, but man, you know, to feel that pressure, to feel that anxiety, to feel a little bit helpless because I was not contributing and creating uh, content for my podcast. And, you know, my, my content was looking pretty low for the second season. At that point, I really felt scared. I really did. I mean, I really thought to myself and I put myself in the corner and I asked myself, is this it? Like, is this the end all be all? Because, you know, I'm not really liking this situation. I mean, it's it's very concerning and it's scary and I don't want to be a part of it. You know, I want to do things. Yes. 
You know, I really do want to record and make things happen and be very successful, you know, but I got to do it the right way and do it under my terms. Because if I do it and it's forced and I'm not willingly doing it, and if it comes out wrong or if it doesn't come out at all, then in my mind, in my view, I thought that I failed. And for a long time, I really did, you know, put myself in that bad position, in that bad train of thought. I failed. You know, I really did. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I definitely at that point, I think that was, a, that definitely was a low point. No doubt about it. It was a low point and I really felt bad. You know, I really felt like I was letting a lot of people down. I was letting my, um, I was letting all of my listeners down, all my followers down. Um, I was letting down my friends who were inspired by my creativity I let a lot of family members down. Heck, I even, I felt like I let me down. And that's the worst of it, you know, because when you, when you say that you let yourself down, you pretty much showed all your cards and admitted that you didn't have a strong hand when it comes to this round of uh, Texas Hold'em, you know what I mean? And it's really, really sad. Um, I didn't know for sure whether or not that was going to come back you know, in the third season, because the the struggle is really real. When you think about it, it is, it is a, it is a real thing. And you just kind of wonder like the, the what and the when and the why and the how and all that stuff, everything that you can probably ask yourself probably popped into your mind because it sure did for me. And I really had to sit down and think about it. And I, talked to a lot of good friends i talked to a lot of uh friends of the older generation who you know i consider like my mentors and you know they really said that they understood the situation because you know everybody and in, in some sh- way shape or form they're going to have like that good moment right they're going to go like maybe 100 miles per hour and it's going great because there's nothing in the way to block you and you're finding your your the fast road and the fast path to success, right? Right. But then all of a sudden, you know, there's this wall and it's now blocking you. So now your job is to kind of weave around and go around this wall and to go forward. But it's hard. Because, you know, that's that barricade, once again, that's like trying to block you from your success. And at that point, when I was facing the proverbial wall, um, the wall did win. And it felt, you know, I, I just, for lack of a better term, I definitely felt like I was the loser. And that is sad. Very, very sad. I, I was really, really ticked off at myself. But, you know, with the help of my friends and my mentors and talking about it, they understood the situation and they understood, you know, how bad I felt. But they also put it in a real perspective for me to understand that, look, some of these things you can't help because it's out of your control, right? So you can do one of two things. You can either complain about it or you can do something about it, you know? 
understand that, um, you know, you have all the potential in the world and you have the gift. And obviously, um, that is truth because we see as evidence that all the episodes that you created in the art, in your archive and your archive collection, that's the proof that we know that you can do it. You know, you just really need to go ahead and get off the horse and, you know, dust yourself off and jump on the horse again and ride it to the, till, you know, until it basically can't ride anymore. You know what I mean? So they basically said, you know, um, you know, fall nine times, but get up 10, which means every time that you fall, get back up immediately and fight again. Bottom line. Because, you know, when you stay down and you lay down and you never get and you never and you never get up, that right there tells you that it's pretty much over. And you you know, it, it you can't allow it to be over. You know, you gotta want to keep continuing because it's something that you love to do, right? It's your creative medium. And for me, this is something that I love. You know, it's like acting. I mean, I fell in love with acting. I always wanted to be an actor. I've acted in a couple of, uh, you know, films and local films. And it's great. And I still want to do that. But being a podcaster meant a lot to me because it kind of gave me a chance to express my creativity, you know, and do things that, you know, I wanted to do. If acting was not an option, you know, and it's great. I think that I do believe that actors make a very good podcaster, you know, because it's an easy transition in a sense, in my opinion, because actors are very expressive and they're very vocal and they want, they literally do want to talk, you know, their, their behinds off. They got stories to tell you, you know, because that's, that's what a podcaster is. We are storytellers. And we loved telling stories about situations in life that, you know, either that we ourselves have went through or, you know, stuff that we know. And yes, you know, to be a storyteller and to do things the way that we want to do it and how we do it, you know, and us feeling comfortable in doing it, it definitely shows a lot. And I'm very glad and I'm very proud to um, to do something of that sort. So, you know, going forward in 2024, I'm going to try to be a little bit more proactive in my podcasting because I think that I, I, I definitely believe that my f- listeners deserve that, right? I mean, you know, you, the fans, the listeners, people that subscribe, you know, all the subscribers, you deserve the best out of me and I want to give that to you, you know, again, no less because anything less, I feel like I failed you. I feel like I failed myself and I can't have that, that, you know, not on my watch, not on my watch. And, you know, while we're getting on the subject of 2024, I'm very proud to say that at least for the beginning of 2024, I will be engaging in two local film projects in the Washington DC area. One of them will be a movie called Brace Gods that is directed by Romel Xavier Morales. Now you heard me talk about this individual before. He is a director 
in the DMV. He directed, miscalculated, um, that actually had quite a good turnout for their not only their premiere, but a lot of great reviews as well. Um, that movie is currently on sale over at uh, Amazon Prime Video for $4.99. So please go ahead and buy it uh, so that you can support all the actors and support all the uh, you know production team that was involved in it. That was a good time for me and I really loved working on that project to, to reprise the role of Benny Chow, the, um, the ultimate bad guy slash pimp. You know what I mean? Selling women as a, you know, for extortion for his own personal gain and his, you know, way of collecting money. And I, and I, I always loved playing the bad guy. You know, it was just something of a natural thing. Um, you know, when I just try to, when, when I try to be the bad guy, I didn't try because I know it was that easy for me. And I guess it's like, I've always, gravitated towards the bad guy roles not that i don't want to play good guy roles i definitely would because it definitely would give me that more of a uh actor's balance when it comes to like the personality of the of the character that you portray but you know just being a bad guy being the you know the class a jerk uh was very easy and to have been a part of this particular production with Rommel running the ship, um, it was really cool. And I've said this again, that was like the first time in quite a while that I've acted in a project that I really had fun. And it was good. And he trusted me 100%. Um, he allowed me to be myself. Uh, he allowed me to work with the stunt coordinator on a fight scene that we both came up together with and just practice and worked hard on it. To make it exactly what it was. And you know I got to thank. Um, I got to thank Romel for that. And I also got to thank. Uh, Dameron Kirby. Who was the other lead actor. In that, uh, in that uh, production. Um, now Romel was one of the um, lead actors. But Dameron was the other lead actor. Uh, he was also the stunt coordinator. And the fight choreographer. Um, you know, he is an ex MMA fighter who is also a martial artist being a black belt in numerous styles of martial arts. And we just kind of worked out things together and it just worked great. He came up with a great plan. You know, I followed suit, you know, it was like, um, you know, I'm the sous chef and I'm following the chef, you know, and I'm working under his lead and I'm following his lead. And I'm just doing exactly, you know, what I was trained to do. And it worked out great. I definitely think that it was probably one of the better fight scenes in that movie. And I'm not saying that uh, because, you know, I'm trying to have competition or anything. But, you know, I just felt like, you know, when you saw the details of the fight scene versus the other fight scenes, I definitely felt like there was a little bit more substance. I would definitely give the honorable second place uh, to my brothers in um, Ke uh, Cameron Whittington, uh, Zach Knox, and uh, Timothy Apollo, because each of them had something to do. You know, they definitely had uh, a hard uh, role. You know, Cameron throwing in his, um, you know, abilities of kicking 
with his uh, styles of uh, Tong Sudo and Taekwondo and throwing a little flash and pizzazz and making it look good. I mean, that guy, you know, classy professional all the way. Zach Knox doing his thing, making it like, you know, a little bit rustic, but, you know, downright dirty and gritty. But the, 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 the style was awesome. And then Timothy Apollo taking it to a, a level that, um, you know, we've only heard about. But to see it, you know, live in its true form was great. And for him to sell, you know, the punches and the kicks and, you know, taking like a hit by getting uh, thrown into a wall or something, that was awesome. And I really appreciated that. I really did. And, um, you know, I can't be grateful enough to Ramel and to Damron and to the executive producers of uh, Miscalculated. And I know that when we do Brace Gods, um, which I think that we're going to be filming in February, I think, um, it's going to be good. You know, I'm really excited for that. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity. You know, um, I've never had an issue working with Ramel. Um, you know, I love Ramel. He's a, he's a good dude. He's a really good dude and a, and a downright brother, you know, and, you know, I, I, don't think that I would have the opportunities right now that I have if it wasn't for his um, belief in me. And, you know, again, all I can say is, Ramel, you know, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you work hard for me. So it's only right that, you know, when you put me in your projects, I'm going to work hard for you. Guarantee it. Another uh, film project that I'm looking forward to being on is basically a, a based out of a video game called Fatal Fury. And if anybody knows Fatal Fury, and if anybody's a video game head, you know the game. You know the game. There's a person that's directing it, Adam Vaughn, who I worked with on Miscalculated. He was a extra while I was a person that had a nice role. And, you know, he came up with an idea and a concept to do like his version of Fatal Fury and it's going to be a short. And, you know, he had contacted me and he said, hey, you know, would you like to be in it? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. Plus for the fact that it's going to basically be a movie from a video game that I know and I've been a fan of and I played that video game for like, you know, a good while. You know, I played Fatal Fury 1. I played Fatal Fury 2. I stopped at Fatal Fury 3 uh, just because I felt like, um, you know, at least Fatal Fury 3, it, it just, it didn't do it for me anymore. But I still played it. Now, whether or not if Fatal Fury ever had like a Fatal Fury 4 or Part 5, I'm not sure. But, you know, when Adam actually approached me and he talked to me about it, I was really looking forward to it and the people that he said that was going to be on board, I recognized because, you know, I've worked with them, you know, and I've worked with a lot of great people, you know, most of them were actually came out from that movie roulette. So imagine that, you know, roulette was giving us an opportunity to work with other actors, you know, and if it wasn't for that, then it would have never happened. And I'm very glad about it. You know, I'm, I'm going to play a bad guy in that role or in that movie. You know, my role is going to be, um, I think uh, it's going to be Raiden. Raiden, the, the, the ex-pro wrestler. 
And I'm really looking forward to that because, you know, I obviously was riding, you know, he is a, a wrestler and his fighting style is a little bit gritty and, you know, not, no nonsense. Um, he doesn't know any martial arts. So in that sense, it's going to be challenging for me because I'm used to fight scenes where I'm throwing a lot of, um, you know, uh, kicks and punches and throws and all that stuff. So to actually do something like that, um, we're having a role and having like a, a fight sequence possibly where there's like no martial arts, that in itself is a challenge because I'm so used to that. But I think it's cool because it's taking me back to the days where, you know, I was learning about basic fight choreography in theater class in high school. So, you know, it's taking me back to, you know, my basic educations uh, of an actor and just basic stuff that I need to know or that I can do. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited with the cast because, again, it is people that I have worked with before and that are amazing actors. They are amazing martial artists. They're amazing stuntmen. And they're great at what they do. Um, if I had one complaint, it's the fact that we're not getting on it now. You know, like filming it now. But, um, you know, there's some things that you can't help. Like the weather inclement. Or, you know, just people trying to get together. You know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot going on here. It really is. But... I'm okay with it. You know, any opportunity that you get to be on film and to act and to do something that you love is worth it. You know, to me, I feel like it's it's a great sense of validation, you know, and I'm definitely putting that uh, exclamation point at the end of my sentence. And I think it's going to be awesome. And I think it's going to definitely be worth the ride. And it's definitely going to be worth... Uh, every moment of my well-being and every moment of being in this film and acting on it because I'm investing my time as much as they're investing their time. And it's definitely a great, great, um, it's a great thing for sure. Last but not least, you know, I definitely want to um, talk about something. Um, I've noticed that for some weird reason and my friend pointed it out that when my friend was in a project you know recently about last year or so he was actually pretty cool with a lot of like the cast mates and all the production team and so forth but for some weird reason um you know I don't know what happened to the project um I'm not at liberty to know about it because I don't know. But what I can say is that, the, you know, my friend, the actor in question, you know, he told me that, you know, there was some behind the scenes stuff that went down, especially when the, um, the AD, the assistant director was having a lot of issues with certain people and some certain people actually dropped off from that project. You know what I mean? Or, you know, she got into a real big argument with, you know, said actors and whatnot. And my friend was a definite support, 
you know, he tried to be a very good supportive person and help her out and be like, you know, a good, you know, professional person to work with and outside of it, be a good friend. I'm not sure what happened, but, you know, they just kind of fell off. I'm not sure what happened. It kind of sucks for them both. But I know that he was saying that, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, the actors that were kind of like in bad standings post things on their social media, especially Instagram, she would go ahead and like their stuff. But when it came to him, you know, trying to be as professional as he can be and doing everything that was ever asked of him. When he posted something, um, you know, it was basically like, you know, it was like the thing where like she was kind of like, sorry, kid, I don't like your stuff anymore or I don't like you, which I kind of felt when I talked to my friend, I, you know, excuse my language. I thought it was fucked up. You know, I really did. And I just thought to myself, dude, you really put your heart and soul in this project. You know what I mean? And the fact that you're not getting your respect like these other actors you know, especially those actors that really gave them, you know, issues and challenges and troubles and stuff like that. That is totally fucked up. You know, I don't know where, you know, this person in question um, even has the right to do that. And especially when it happens to a friend of mine who is a hardworking actor, I just feel bad, man. I really do. I just think that, you know, at that point, you know, if you guys want to be friends at the end of it, that's cool. But, you know, it just tells me that you really should just cut ties and not really work with this person anymore, you know, because this person really did a number on you. And I think that this person gave you more harm than good, you know, and you're really suffering in silence and you have a lot of anxiety with it. And, you know, you just can't let it go because of the hurt and the bad stuff and the memories that came along with it, the garbage and the drama. Yeah, dude, I get it. Like, I definitely get it. And, um, you know, I just hope for me personally that I don't work with somebody like that because, you know, I'm a person that really is all about the positivity and I just really want to have fun and just make the experience happen, you know, I mean, it's already bad enough that there are some people in the local acting industry who I don't want to work with because of a bad attitude that they have, or they act like entitled people, you know, in their Karens, or, you know, the reputation that they bring, or the fact that they're in cliques. Um, that's not what I'm in acting for, you know what I mean? For me, when I'm in acting, I want to have a good time. I want to contribute. I want to make sure that my um, my performance is on point and that it actually represents exactly what that production should be about. You know, it shouldn't be about popularity. It shouldn't be about, you know, telling people that they aren't good or they aren't worth it or they're um, their acting ability sucks or, you know, I can't get along with this person because, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not explaining it right or something, you know, whatever, you know, if you chose us to be a part of a production, then you got to stick with us. You know what I mean? And unless we're doing something where like, if we actually brought harm, like we threatened you or we did this or that, 
and we're a liability in that sense. Or even like if we're a liability because of like some kind of sexual harassment kind of thing, that's one thing, you know what I mean? And and that's justifiable. But if it's something where, you know, it's uh, differences of personalities or blah, 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 or you just don't like this person or blah, 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 blah. Um, that's just, that's just BS in my opinion. That's, that's a whole bunch of bullshit. And I'd rather be in a project where I am respected and I'm wanted than to, you know, be dealt with that type of situation. So to my friend, I definitely understand it. You definitely deserve better. Um, and I hope that your acting career will still flourish and will shine. And who knows, you know, maybe one day, you and I will work together, you know, and it'd be great. You know, I would love to have a, a dramatic uh, scene with you in a in a movie or a fight scene or whatever. The fact that you're my friend and we have a good time outside of it as well as inside of it, let the good times roll, buddy. Let, let the good times roll. I'm all about it. So for all you actors out there, know your worth. You know, don't deal and accept the bullshit or don't. Um, except any kind of form of fuckery, you know what I mean? Just, you know, be in a project that you know that you'll be proud of. Be in a project that you know 100% that you can get along with everybody, you know what I mean? And be in a project where you know that uh, your talents will be appreciated, you know? No more, no less. If For some weird reason, if it, if it gets a little, you know, dicey and something isn't right, then yeah, you know, that's, that's that, that's that. But guys, that's all I got for today. You know, I got nothing much more to say. Um, you know, it's definitely been a hell of a ride in this Snowden episode. Lots that I talked about, good times and a great challenge. Uh, real quick, find me on Facebook. Just look me up under the Kim Huang podcast experience under the search box. And, um, you know, I'll be there. I'm on two forms of social media, like uh, Instagram and on X, formerly known as Twitter. Find me at TKHPC Experience under one word, lowercase letters, no spacing or whatever. Um, follow me and I'll follow you back. We are on five different podcasting platforms. We are on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Now do me a favor. One, like and subscribe to my podcast on all the podcasting platforms. That's 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 a big one. Number two, if you have Spotify, please give me a five-star ranking. If you have Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star ranking and a positive written review because the more times that you do that for both of those um, podcasting platforms – then the more that the podcast will actually be on the front lines and it could be like, yeah, this is the um, podcast that Randall told me about. Yes, it is. You know what? Listen to it, like it, follow it, do whatever. Matter of fact, also, do me a favor. Spread the word on this. Spread the word on this podcast. You know what I mean? Um, go ahead and, and tell your friends face-to-face about this podcast. Uh, spread this out through the uh, through the power of social media. We got the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter now known as X. We got TikTok. We got um, Snapchat. Do it up. Last but not least, 
if you want to be a guest on my show or a special guest host, if you have any questions on our Q&A form, if you have like constructive criticism, just email me, the Kim Huang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. Whatever the subject is, fill it on the subject box. Whatever your question is or whatever you want to address, put it on the body and then email it. I usually am very good about my emails. I will read it. Um, just give me about like 24 hours or 48 hours and I'll respond back. You know what I mean? So that's it. That's all I got. I want to thank you guys for your time. Um, this is the first time in a long time that I was able to do a podcast in this forum. So I do appreciate it. And guys, please be safe out there. You know, I, I love you guys very much. You know, don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Don't do anything foolish, you know, because it doesn't help me. If you do something that you're not supposed to do in life that may risk your health or your well-being and you land up in the pine box getting buried six feet under, that's not what we want. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be happy. We want you to live life. We want you to love life because at the end of the day, you deserve that and you deserve the best in life. And damn it, why not? You know, if he deserves it and she deserves it, why can't I and why can't you? So for the one time, for the one time, coming in from the Asian Sensation Studios in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, this is your boy Kim Huang, the Asian Sensation, saying thank you. I love y'all. Uh, you know, you mean the world to me. I'm going to keep on doing this as long as you want me to because, you know, without you, there is no me and I don't exist and this podcast doesn't exist. So thank you so much, guys. I love y'all. Be safe. Be good. We're going to do it again real soon. And I will see you on the next one. Peace.